I'm Tavi Nasir, and this is Leadership Biz Cafe, a podcast that provides insights and tools to help leaders take on the challenges and opportunities found in leading today's workplaces. Leadership Biz Cafe is brought to you by Tanvi Nasir Leadership, our leadership firm that offers keynotes and corporate trainings in both in-person and virtual settings that will help you to improve the way you lead and guide your organization's growth and future successes. To find out how we can help you today with your leadership challenges and discover your untapped opportunities, visit our website at tavernasir.com. And now, let me warm up the espresso machine to brew up another leadership espresso shot. Over the past couple of years, there have been numerous studies and books that have helped us to better appreciate the emotional nature of successful leadership, something that has helped organizations shift from the command and control approach to leadership to one that's more outward-focused than collaborative. Unfortunately, while we've become more aware about the importance of emotional intelligence in today's leadership, the truth is many leaders continue to grapple with this aspect of leadership today. The importance of emotional competencies in leadership is something I've addressed in some of my leadership keynotes and workshops I've delivered this year, where I explored the challenge leaders face of how to balance the increasing pull to simply get things done against the critical need to build and nurture a workplace environment that brings out the best in those they lead. The necessity and importance of addressing this balancing act can be best appreciated when we consider the findings of an AMA study which found that stress in the workplace is fast becoming the most critical issue organizations face today, with more than 50% of the study's respondents stating that their organization suffers from above-average stress levels. The major challenge this workplace issue presents comes from the fact that our ability to address workplace stress depends not on our technical capabilities, but on the emotional competencies we bring to our leadership. After all, creating an environment where employees thrive is an emotional construct, not a technical one. It's also why in today's current workplace environment where all of us are being bombarded with increasing demands on our time and attention, you can't afford to let what gets your attention to determine what you focus on and where you put most of your efforts. What you need to do is build your emotional competencies to ensure that you are promoting an organizational culture that ensures the collective success, growth, and evolution of everyone under your leadership. With this in mind, I'd like to share with you two simple but powerful steps you can take right now that will help you build your emotional competencies so you can be more effective in guiding your employees towards achieving your vision or shared purpose. The first step you need to take is to gain a better understanding for how you're showing up in those daily interactions with those you lead. Specifically, when you arrive at those team meetings or when you have those impromptu conversations with your employees, do you have a genuine interest to listen, learn, and understand? And do you have that presence of mind to recognize what your current emotional state is and how that colors how you interpret and respond to what your employees are telling you. Now, to better understand why this is so critical to building your emotional competencies, you have to remember two neurological factors. 
The first is that emotions are contagious. Something that's easy for us to appreciate when we consider how comments, photos, or videos can become viral events on social media because of the emotional response they elicit within us. The second is that our brains are hardwired to subconsciously pick up on the nonverbal cues we all give off in our everyday encounters with those around us. What this means is that the minute you walk into that meeting room or log on to that Zoom or Teams meeting, your employees will have read those nonverbal cues you're giving off, and that will serve as the point of reference from which they will interpret everything you say and do. The impact these two neurological factors have on your employees can be best appreciated in the findings made by researchers from Simon Fraser University. These researchers found that when managers felt stressed, exhausted, or had a negative outlook about their work, their emotional state gave rise to negative work attitudes amongst their employees, leading to increased levels of employee burnout in the organization. Conversely, when managers had a positive work life, they were more energetic and engaging in how they approached their roles, and this positive mood also impacted their employees. In this case, the manager's positive emotional state led to both higher engagement levels and overall productivity. In yet another study, researchers found that within those areas of our brain that deal with emotions, there's a neurological circuit that's involved in playfulness, and when this circuit is activated, we're able to discover creative combinations between disparate items. What this means is that if you go into those meetings or conversations with your employees with a positive emotional state, you'll actually be able to prime this neurological circuit in their brains, which will facilitate their ability to discover novel ideas or solutions. What these studies reveal is the importance of us having a clearer understanding of our emotional state and how we show up in those daily interactions. That as leaders, we need to recognize the power our emotions have on shaping our employees' realities. With this greater level of mindfulness of your emotional state and how it impacts those you lead, the second step that will help build your emotional competencies is to gain a better understanding for what matters to your employees. A few years ago, I collaborated on a study with Philips North America, where we looked at workplace engagement and employee attitudes about work. One of the more interesting findings that came out of the study was how over half of the respondents said they'd be willing to take a pay cut so they could do meaningful work. When asked what differences being able to do meaningful work would have on their performance, over 90% of the study's participants said it would motivate them to work harder, that they would care more about their work, that it would reduce their stress levels, and it would make them feel more successful. What these findings demonstrate is just how important it is for you to understand what matters to your employees so you can create opportunities for them to contribute in a meaningful fashion to your organization. It also reinforces the fact that to be successful in our collective efforts, we have to care about what matters to those we lead. You need to have a greater awareness for what would compel your employees to commit their talents, creativity, and insights to your shared purpose. And you need to understand 
What would encourage them to see the obstacles they face as an opportunity to stretch themselves? Something you can only discover by building emotional competencies in your leadership. By becoming more mindful of how you show up in those daily interactions, of how much you're really paying attention to better understand what matters to your employees, you can ensure that you're not simply working on the things that get your attention, but on creating those opportunities where your employees can do work that matters, not just for your organization, but for your employees as well. Taken together, these findings reveal that today's employees, regardless of what generation they belong to, are not motivated or driven to excel in their performance by leaders who focus more on the various tasks or processes they have to oversee or are responsible for. Rather, what drives us to succeed is knowing that what we do matters, that it makes a difference and creates a sense of value and meaning both for ourselves and for those who benefit from our collective efforts. Ultimately, what these numerous studies on emotional intelligence, employee engagement, and improving workplace productivity reveal is that the key to being successful as a leader is not limited to your technical knowledge and abilities. Rather, the key to your success lies in how well you're able to understand the emotional environment you're promoting in your organization and how much that serves to fuel the collective efforts of those you lead to bring their best selves and efforts to the work they do. I'm going to leave you with that thought to round out this edition of Leadership Espresso Shot. There's no question that the state of work or the way we work is in a state of flux. And I know this presents many unique challenges for leaders today, but what's been encouraging to see is how many are invested in learning about some of the ideas I shared in this episode for how to sustain and strengthen relationships with employees to ensure we're all rowing in the same direction and with the same drive and determination. If this episode has you interested in learning more about these kinds of insights about leading in today's work environment, I'd like to encourage you to check out my speaking page on my website at tavernasir.com to learn more about the various keynotes and workshops I offer. And if you enjoyed this latest installment of my Leadership Espresso Shot series, I'd appreciate it if you could take a moment here to rate and review my podcast to help support this show. I'm Tavernasir. And you've been listening to Leadership Biz Cafe. 